morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dyes, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. Once a month, we have a great guest that joins us. His name is John Wilkening from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, and he is here, as always, to tell us how to bank like a champion today and every day. That is right. Today you are really getting conference quality information without the expense report, and this show speaks for itself. Several Sundays ago, I get the text message and the email alerts from my banking brand. Someone's using your card in a suspicious way. Is it you? No, it's not. I don't ever buy $300 worth of gasoline late on a Saturday night or early Sunday morning, as was the case. And so, of course, my bank is very good about it. They return the money right away, but you have to go get a new debit card. They cancel your debit card. And so I had to go to the the real bank, the physical branch here in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof, that following month. Monday, and I thought, what an interesting exercise it would be to record the conversation and then get John, our retail banking coach, to get his opinion on how this literal banking performance went. So you're going to hear the call, and then you're going to hear the conversation about that call, because this probably goes on hundreds of times a day at your banking brand, depending on how big your banking brand is, and it is an eye-opener. When I walk into the branch, you know, there's actually someone there holding the front door open. It was very, very nice, very friendly, very congenial. And then I'm sent over to a personal banker, and I explained that I you know, got that text late at night, that there was some suspicious activity on my card. And I'm like, I didn't lose my card. I don't understand how they do this. Yeah, they get a series of numbers, and they just run them until they get an, an active card, and they print a card, and they sell them. There's a lot of different ways they can give it. You know, the crooks are always a step ahead. Yeah, it started at the airport, and then I followed on the map. It went airport, Lytle, Atascosa County, okay. straight to Nuevo Laredo, so probably oh, wow. some Mexican conglomerate out there. <laughs> We're in for a week of rain. Again? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like this all week. I think it's going to be one of those summers. Yeah, we really need it, but sometimes it's like, can we have a break? <laughs> well, it was, uh, I live in San Antonio, and uh, right, this is a 1604 Blanco, but um, it, we got, uh, well, I don't work in this location full time. Oh, I work oh. I'll work the whole market, although I'll be here all week. Um, nice to be in New Braunfels, though. Oh, I love coming up here, yeah. And I'm going against the traffic. Really? So, but, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Most people are heading into town. Yeah. Okay. And which account was that card tied to? I've edited out my account number for obvious reasons. It's not the money, because y'all put it back right away, which I love. It's not going to go do all the Netflix, Hulu, all that stuff. Right. You forget how much stuff it's tied to. <laughs> they will let you know. <laughs> I already got one from Apple. Yeah. Process this up. <laughs> I know, but and, you know, it happened years ago on Super Bowl Saturday, right before the Super Bowl. Oh, no. So I guess they kind of do it that way, too, because they figure you're not going to check your account early Sunday morning. Yeah. 
that was over a thousand dollars that day. And you know, there was a time when you couldn't just walk in the bank and get a new car. That's the last time I couldn't. That's why I like the instant issue now. personality you know very nice personality um, you know very conversational and you know tried to transition things the uh, keep the comp you know that could be a very stressful situation not everybody's going to be as gentle as you are in that episode I mean you know a lot of clients come in and they've been in 
their rights have been infringed, they feel violated, uh, you know, the card's out there and they want some more, you know, explanation, some understanding. You didn't really press on those issues. Sometimes in those situations, you know, the part or the member, the customer, you know, will be a little bit more uptight than that. I will say the lady uh, did a great job from being very nice and very conversational. Um, and I'll stop right there because that's what she did well. And I want to interject here and say she really did. I edited out so much just pleasant conversation. And just so you know, my bank, Frost Bank, that is their calling card. We are the friendly Texas bank. And she absolutely did that. My next thing I wanted to ask John about was that situation where she answered the phone while I was sitting at her desk. Well, if there's a very fast-paced branch, and I have a few of those, of course, you know, then you're in the proverbial rock and a hard spot. You would appreciate uh, if, if somebody was, you know, around the line, had access to the phone. The person that's sitting with the, with the client uh, should be the last person to answer the phone. There are instances because the phone is just ringing off the wall and maybe the tellers are all tied up. Uh, you know, you're short on platform staff. But on an internal call, that's, a, that's an easy decline. Or basically, you have caller ID inside the branch. I'm taking it that she did. And so as soon as that right. phone call gets picked as soon as that phone call gets picked up, she needs to say, hey, Jim, hey, Alan, I'll be calling you right back. I'm with the client. And it ends. I mean, it's, they, they spent way too much. I will say they spent way too much time for an internal phone call. You know, at that point, you know, she does ask, um, you know, is this important? Is there a, a customer there? That's good. You're looking at your turnaround time. But the bigger issue, your time's there, and you took the time to come to the branch. Uh, the priority mm. needed to stay on you. When we record this show, John and I are doing it in real time, and he goes back to one of the first things she said to me where she made some presumptions about how these people actually got my debit card number. And, you know, if I want to coach a little bit more, um, you know, there was the proverbial, well, this could have happened. You know, that's just kind of, that's kind of to appease you uh, as the customer. You know, we don't want to really guess. This, you know, money is not a guessing business, Jason. Um, I always mm -hmm. tell my team, you can, be, you, can be a, you can be wrong on a lot of things in life. You can make mistakes mowing the neighbor's lawn. You can make mistakes walking their dog. You ever make mistakes with their money, you'll never see them again. You know, you could have a great 40-year you you teller that never gets to cash a check from Mr. Johnson because in 19 1983, she shorted them 65 cents. I was thinking on the explanation she was giving, you know, they run codes, they run codes, and they just hit it. It's probably far more complex than that. It could have been that you had used uh, uh, your card on the Internet, and it probably got hacked. Um, there's yeah. just so many explanations to that that I don't really – I'm not in the guessing business. Um, wow. You know, again, I, and I, I want to make it as convenient as possible on the member or the customer. So I want that card shut down. I want that card replaced ASAP. Uh, and then I want you happy. But I certainly don't want to guess on information. And I kind of sense that. But a wonderful personality. And, Absolutely. you know, with a lot go. With a lot going on there that day, um, there was no focus on what else could be done. I mean, you know, again, I don't know who the banker is. I don't even know the organization, so I'm commenting, uh, you know, pure of heart. Uh, they, you know, she, she, essentially, she essentially treated you like a task. Let me get this done and get back to my job. And you know what? In the real conversations, if, if she was listening, if the ears were working, you know, she would have caught up that you had to use your emergency Capital One credit card. Now, I want to interject here in fairness to the 
personal banker there, I did not feel treated like a task. And, and John didn't have the benefit of witnessing the entire conversation, which went on for 11 or 12 minutes. Uh, but I did deliberately say that thing about the Capital One backup card because that was just a huge sales softball, and it was a swing and miss. You did throw a softball. Uh, answering the internal call was a no-no, but it's even if you had to answer the internal call, that call needed to last one-third of the time, and it was an apology wow. to you. Next, I talked to John about that gentleman that was sitting behind the personal banker. There was a little window so I could see into the office. His door was closed, and he never looked up, and he never said a word. And John had, John had some observations about this that are just spot on. That will happen. You know, we actually talk about that because, you know, I have a new branch opening up. And, you know, with uh, part of the branch, and I actually designed it this way, that my commercial banker, my mortgage people, you know, the people from other departments outside of the branch, they'll be on the other side of the branch. And my design in that is because when folks are sitting in a lobby that really aren't retail bankers or doing the day-to-day -day stuff, they're specialists, right? It's very easy for people, uh, it's very easy for people, customers, consumers, uh, partners to think, oh, this person was too busy to help me. You know, Jason, right. we don't, you and I don't even have a clue what that guy was doing. That could have been a summer intern that is actually working on a special project uh, exactly. that knows, no, knows nothing else. So, but that's the kind of thing you kind of need to account for that. And honestly, in good training, uh, I, I address that very issue. Uh, like my underwriters are working out of my Granger location right now. Um, we split people up for, you know, safety reasons during the pandemic, and they really liked working there. And the only thing I ask the underwriters while they're taking up real estate is, you know what, if we're packed with partners or we're packed with members, open the door and let them know that you're a consumer underwriter and hello, and somebody will be there to help you as soon as possible, uh, that you're not ignoring them. Because when somebody is sitting in an office and they have their head down, a lot of times it's because that they're from another area of the, of the organization and that's not their skill set. But by just sitting there and being seen, there's a danger in that, and, and, and you're basically, you know, reaffirming that for me right now. Exactly. And I and I really, and, and in my new branch up in Whiting, Indiana, that's one of the ideas, or one of you know, one of the things I was worried about is I want the, some of these back room folks for the Lake County team in the back, so they're so they're not visible, um, because they certainly they're working on other things and they wouldn't be able to answer some of these questions. So. You do get that perception like this person is too big or above this job. Well, I don't know what that guy was doing in that office. Uh, I, I'd never seen it before. Like I said, I hadn't been in the branch in three years. It's rather the older branch, too, the one they have here in New Braunfels. But we turned our focus back to the personal banker since this is a retail banking coaching show. And, you know, I mentioned that my son was at Texas Tech. She didn't ask about that. I mentioned my company logo. She didn't ask me about my business. And, of course, that just that total whiff on the Capital One credit card. I mentioned a competitor's credit product in her lobby, and she didn't say anything. And so I wanted to turn back to that and ask John about her sales skills or lack thereof. I wouldn't even call her her sales skills. Um, I, how about this? How about customer awareness? Mm. I mean, she, she's not dialed in to the clues. Um, she's not, she's, again, no criticism. She was speaking to you to respond versus understand. Now, that's the number mm. one crime in our business. See, so many of us, you know, you and I are talking, and we're already thinking, 
uh, of our response, that is a total loser in our business. Our job is to get those ears working and listening. And not listen to sell, listen to understand, because when we understand, we can now make real pertinent recommendations that are going to better the experience, better the day. Oh, my God, what would what would have happened, uh, Jason, had you walked in there over that bloody uh, lost debit card infringement on your rights and, you know, uh, privacy, and all of a sudden there was another situation that they uncovered and they changed your life. What if you had a 5% mortgage, now it's three? What if you had two car payments that were refinanced at a point right. lower and no payment for 90 days? And then you know what? You're going home and you're telling your family, boy, having my debit card uh, violated was the happens. single. <laughs> that's that's yeah. correct. And, and that's one of the reasons we always say at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, Always wow them in the experience so that no matter what the issue, complaint, or problem was, the remedy or other remedies they didn't even anticipate they were going to be presented with that day made it all worth it. And so I asked our banking coach, John Wilkening, if he had to give a letter grade on this transaction, what would it be? I would give her a B. And I would give her a B because she did she, she did the right stuff of – uh, being nice, handling the problem. And you know what? If she was trained, and again, retail people do not work in a vacuum, and that's what so many of these jockey leaders of retail, these branch administrators, these babysitters will never understand because it never came out of the trenches. You could come in that see that same lady. You could say that, see that same lady next Friday, uh, Friday, Jason, and she could be a totally different person. The fact that she felt the pressure to have to answer that phone, the fact that you said that the activity never stopped, it could have just been a really overwhelming day. And, and I'll throw this out there. I'll give this caveat out there to all my retail leaders. Don't be afraid to teach your team the be back bus. So the fact right. is, if your employee felt, felt a little rushed, felt they missed something, there would be nothing wrong with calling, uh, and say, calling you up at home and saying, Jason Diaz, when you were in my bank, I, you know, I was a little crazy, a little busy. Um, but, you know, I went ahead and looked at a few things in your membership, and now that I've got some time, I've given this some thought, and I wanted to make some recommendations. That would have such great credibility to you because the fact she said, I thought, the fact I researched, the fact I went and took a look, and the fact is now that the machine has slowed down, I want to give you a call and talk about you. Yep, exactly. And like I said, you know, the observation I made, that clattering sound, there was a, a cash counting machine that never stopped. I mean, I thought I was on, you know, Omaha Beach on D-Day. It was just like this <laughs> constant clatter. And so it was a very, very busy day. So anyway. Well, a couple of things. John's observations about this transaction that he didn't even witness, he's just listening to them, were just really, really well done. And he picked up on things that I hadn't picked up on. And, of course, not every person that goes into a branch is doing a podcast on banking or is a retail banking coach the way John is. But I, I thought all of his observations were really, really grounded in the experience that he has in banking as he has been as a retail leader for so many years. Now, by comparison, I came across this on LinkedIn, a guy named Lee Weatherington from Jack Henry and Associates. I couldn't believe it when I saw this. I have a lot of respect. I've long admired Jack Henry, the company, but it was a slide at the Florida Bankers Association. And when I read it, I just I had to shake my head because it was juxtaposed against the conversation I had just had with John. In the face of the structural unbundling of banking, banks must rebundle banking and curate differentiated digital U.S. 
embedded fintech backed by personal service and digital context. John, what the heck does that even mean? Jason, that is a, a quote from a, person, from a player from the bleachers, my friend. Uh, you know, regard, and, I'm a, and by the way, I want to say Jack Henry, I mean, they're a great company. They have great business products. I don't get that advertising for them because they're so much bigger than that and better than that. Um, that's, that's, but wow. Yes. And Lee, that is not wow in a good way. That is wow in a bad way. Folks, we have got to do better than this. I spent 12 years as a professional speaker, and I didn't use bullet points, and I didn't use this unadulterated gibberish, okay? Uh, I put on a spoken performance, not a boring presentation. That slide, that is word salad at a fancy steak place with the 10 different types of lettuce and the bacon bits and the lagoons and the beans and all of that stuff. Man, we have, we have got to do better than that. And I thought Jack Henry, and Jack Henry is better than that. I guess this guy was just having a bad day. But, you know, when people saw me speaking, they said, wow, in a good way. And um, I, I don't know that this guy could present his way out of a wet paper bag. Up next, we checked in on, on John. Speaking of results, remember those. They're more important than affirmations. Notre Dame Federal Credit Union continues to post amazing numbers. Well, we, uh, we are very proud to say, you know, we, I've always, we're always clarified we only do direct financing. Every loan touches a member's lives. We're chasing our third $10 million loan a month entitled wow. collateral. Uh, in a row for the first time in our, you know, 86-year history. Our commercial lending division uh, is already, you know, at a record year, you know, almost six months into the year, and we are on a record pace that even blows last year's record pace. So it has just been phenomenal across the board. Our new commercial team, our mortgage team, our, our, our private member group, our, our investment division is growing leaps and bounds, leaps and bounds. And, of course, the retail network machine just continues to roll um, phenomenally. Over $115,000 in ancillary income last year, or last month, pardon me. A uh, little perspective there, Jason. When we got here six years ago, we started the rebuilding and doing this. We made $232,000 a year. Now we're making $115,000 a month. So, again, great numbers from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. I don't know if they've unbundled or rebundled or bundled, bundled the bundle. Uh, maybe Lee Weatherington needs to get up to South Bend, Indiana, to see what real banking professionals do each and every day. And when real banking professionals are successful, they get promoted. John Wilkening was recently promoted. I asked him about that. Yes, I will still be the chief retail officer in Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, but I also will be the Northwest Indiana market president out in Lake County, Chicago land. And the, you know, they say you. Thank you. Well, well, you know, Jimmy Stewart said you can't go home again, and uh, Jason, I'm there to dispute that. You can go home again, and, uh, and the first, first expansion into Chicago land uh, just happens to be in my hometown, uh, and it really, uh, just, I take great pride in it. I'm super excited. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we had a, on our mortgage show, Drop the Mic, the last word in mortgage podcast, a gentleman by the name of Ed Fox wanted me to say hello to you. He's a big fan of all the great work you're doing out there at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Well, thank him, and uh, back at him. I mean, and I love being on the show, and I love the guests that you've had on, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a, not only when I'm on here, Jason, uh, but every week I make sure I, I listen to the podcast, and I would tell everybody, 
to listen to the podcast because you're going to get real opinions. You're not going to get rubber stamped. You're not going to have softness. You're going to have directness. And, again, the truth shall set us free, and I think your podcast goes a long way in doing that. And since we're celebrating the Summer of Music, I asked John, hey, John, what was the first musical concert that you went to? You would know I do, and thank you for asking it, because you aren't going to believe the answer, but I saw the Jackson 5 at the old Chicago Stadium from the third balcony. Wow, the first mention of the Jackson 5 on our 11-year history of doing the show and asking questions like that. Most of all, John wants to remind you to... Bank like a champion today. That's right, and every day. Don't try to play from the bleachers. You can't fake experience, so don't even try. You don't have to watch 10,000 of these boring webinars and attend these nonsensical, you know, I thought we were going to do so much better than that after COVID-19. I thought the conference world would be totally different. It is, it is so disappointing to see a company I've long admired shilling out that kind of word salad nonsense. Hopefully Lee Weatherington will um, unbundle his brain next time and, and put on a performance rather than a presentation because that's what leaves the audience wanting more. Hey, it's the tagline of the show. Speaking of shows here on Eloquent Online, the channel, don't forget to join us Monday for Sunday on Monday, Sunday Seafree joins us to talk about the serious business of cannabis banking, our new monthly show, but in a calm, relaxed, casual, conversational format, no bundling or unbundling required. That's Sunday on Monday. It's the show you can listen to, however, any day of the week. And then I am off till after the 4th of July. Happy 4th of July to all of you out there. For me, I'm declaring my independence from COVID-19. I am moving on. I'm moving ahead. And so if you bank like a champion, you can join me there in post-COVID-19 America and worldwide. Well, you heard John talk about his first concert, the Jackson 5. I've got a whole show about Michael Jackson and Thriller, the greatest album by the greatest performer ever coming up later this summer in the summer of music but let's get out of here with the jackson five because they're doing what john's doing they're going back to indiana until next we speak we'll talk to you all next week on monday or sunday on monday and then we'll talk to you after the fourth of july take care and be well